Welcome back to the Todd Duncan Podcast. A member of the industry syndicate. This is where success happens. Todd's goal is to transform your business and life through deeper connections, higher trust, and proven strategies to help you win and give you your best life ever. Here's your host, Todd Duncan. You know, one of the things we talked about while we were doing this is, you know, wow, how can this help you? So uh, I thought I'd turn that over to Jim. I think he's got a pretty good uh, grasp of kind of what we can do and, and what our goal is today. So um, preparing for this week, Marty and I uh, went back, we looked at the last 12 or 14 months, uh, and we found that 40 out of 45 of my buyer sides, I was able to get to Marty for a face-to-face consultation. As of yesterday, we've closed 37 of them. And the, and the three that didn't close were three that did not buy per hear him telling them not to buy. So what are you doing? <laughs> so in other words, a 100% closing ratio. Now let me ask you, I, I don't know any salesman selling anything anywhere that wouldn't love to have a 100% closing ratio. So if I could tell you why I get more out of this relationship and then also show you how you can have the same relationship, could that be a game changer for 2019 for you? Could it? Great. Well, Marty, let's, have, let's hit him with it. Yeah, so one of the, <laughs> one of the coolest things is, is you know, he, he made a joke about that and about, you know, why would you tell them that? And I, I think that... That goes back to our high trust interview. I think it's, you know, when I do my high trust interview, I don't take anything with me. Um, If I go meet with a new agent, I I literally have my little notebook that I carry around everywhere, kind of stuck in this suit, but anyway, it's in there. Um, But that's about it. I I don't have any flyers. I don't talk about rates or anything, because I really just want to know if there's a a good connection, if this is the right type of person. And that's the first thing I would say about Jim is, um, he's totally fine with me advising a client that they should not buy right now. And that's probably the coolest thing. He had a client one time he sent me that had the, they, were, they were selling two homes and buying one. And by the time they left, they sold one house and didn't buy, <laughs> buy anything. And I, had to, I have to admit, I was a little nervous about kind of explaining to him <laughs> how that meeting went. And, um, and he was like, absolutely, thank you so much. And it was a tax issue that the client wasn't aware of that actually saved him a lot. So, so Jim um, has broken down five main things, and we, we did this at, a, at Elite in Miami, and there's, there's five, key, five key categories that kind of sum up the why behind this. So we're going to roll through those, and, um, and then we'll kind of get into some more stuff, and I'll kind of pick out some stuff along the way. So why don't you start, number one reason why you send clients to me? Well, the number one reason is credibility. In order for me to maintain a high-trust business model, I've got to have credibility. And folks, I, I think you'll agree with me, I don't think anyone can have enough credibility. So when I'm able to get my clients to meet with Marty, and Marty do what he does as well as he does what he does, then, you know, my credibility is, is heightened, you know, is heightened to a level to where now I'm able to get the client to follow me instead of me following them. Because I tell you, first seven years of my, of my career, 
And before I started doing business with Marty, you know, I, I followed the client. And I'm sure there's, if there's real estate agents here in the, uh, in the audience here, they know what I'm talking about. But having a high trust business model, we've got to have credibility. So being able to send my clients to a specific resource where they're going to get the best advice adds credibility to me. And then one of the things that Marty does is that after he does his, 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 uh, his presentation with my clients, he goes, you know, I've given you a lot of good advice today, but probably the best advice I can tell you is do exactly what Jim Moore suggests that you do. So when they get bounced back to me, I'm in control. I appreciate how you do that, Marty. <laughs> now, is that something that, that just happened, or, or is that something that we kind of discussed and orchestrated and, and talked about? Well, yeah, it was a part of the, it was a part of the coaching that I was a benefit of your high trust, high trust coaching that, that you had had, and I benefited from that. So it was the planning and, you know, well, you know, Jim, how do we build credibility? And that's when we came up with a home buyer orientation and we build credibility there to the point to where I can now get the clients to commit to coming to you and then you bounce them back to me. So it was something that was very strategic. It wasn't something that just happened like that. It was something that I was a very willing participant, but he created it. Does that make sense? So, so he's, not only my, he's, not, he's not just a loan officer, a loan expert. He became a coach in helping me build a phenomenal real estate business. So in, in Todd's books and certainly in Elite and Sales Academy and everything else, it's, it's called the cross-sell. And uh, one of the people that I kind of learned it from was R.J. Crosby. He, we talked about it through a series of meetings and, and kind of was able to meet with Jim and just talk about you know, at what different points can I help build credibility for you? And certainly the answer, by the way, is every possible point. And then how can you do that? Well, the first phone call. Wow, congratulations on working with Jim Moore. Out of 3,000 agents in our market, you were fortunate enough to find the one. You know, how did you get so lucky? How'd you meet Jim? Stuff like that. So, but it's all stuff that we talked about through different meetings, okay? So, it also works both ways. You know, he, he builds trust with the client and then uses that trust and credibility to refer me, telling them how good I am and what I can help them do. I, in turn, give him more credibility through the meeting and everything I can say, which makes them trust him more, which then he turns around and tells them, more about me, and it, it works out pretty good. So um, credibility is a, a huge point. Now, I think this next one's going to get some attention. What's the next one? Well, the next point is I believe that the mortgage is the most important part of a real estate transaction. It's more important than I am. Am I getting some applause on that? <laughs> All right. Now, the one thing I get from a lot of loan officers is they go, well, Jim, how can I get other real estate agents to believe that? So I'm going to give you two parts of that belief for me. Well, one is my fiduciary responsibility. As a real estate agent, I have a fiduciary responsibility to make sure that my clients are getting accurate, up-to-date, 
information that's going to affect their financial position. And, 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 and listen, guys, I mean, you know, owning a home is the largest asset with the largest debt service that most families are going to have. You can't tell me that because a, a, a family's going to change uh, their home about every seven or eight years, well, your all's business changed yesterday, and it's going to change tomorrow, right? I mean, that's just the nature of your all's business. How am I to assume that my clients every eight years are going to know exactly what to do when it comes to a mortgage? Now, I can leave them to go out in this wonderful technology that we have out there that will give them partial truths or... Uh, lead them to believe that they can just get online and put in some information and get the loan that they need. But it's my responsibility to educate them and let them know that they need to have their financial fingerprint read in order for them to intelligently be able to make a decision on how they're going to move forward with the home. Now, the second part of it is that by doing that, Marty, my clients now are in a position for me to be able to sell, to, for me to be the salesman that I need and want to be in advising them. Do you remember one time I, I went to you, I came to you early on and I said, is there any room for salesmanship in this industry? Because it sure didn't seem like it was. Well, salesmanship is being able to identify someone's needs and their, and their problems and being able to come up with solutions. Well, I can't effectively help them solve the problem of owning a home if I don't have all the details and they don't have all the details about how they're going to pay for it. So it's for those reasons, and I don't think I need to explain any more, it's the most important part of the transaction. Yeah, I, I, I love that the, <laughs> if they don't have the money, they can't buy the house. I mean, it, the first time I asked him that, I was like, you need to help me understand that a little bit. He was like... <laughs> Uh, no money, no house. I was like, that's, that's pretty good. But um, I think it's important for us to understand that. Uh, I think sometimes we lose a little bit of a side of the fact that how critical our role is. Um, part of that is because a lot of times we don't really do as much as we could for a client. But when you really look at the opportunity we have to impact clients' lives through real mortgage planning, it's, it's amazing. I mean, you, uh, Cody Hardridge said, all we're talking about is their home, their family, and their money. Other than that, it's not very important to them. I mean, it's a pretty big deal. So understanding in his mind how critical the mortgage is, um, you know, he, he told me a story. I think I'll have you, but remember you were telling me about how real estate agents, they just kind of drive around aimlessly and, and they don't really have confidence in, in what's going on because they really don't have a, a, a plan. You know, they don't know. They've got a pre-approval letter that, that most of the time they don't believe in, really, right? That's right. That's right. So it's hard for them to have much confidence and therefore the, the client, if, if, the, if the real estate agent doesn't have a lot of confidence in what the strategy is, imagine what the client's actually feeling. Yeah. So, and then that leads to some indecision and stuff like that, right? Exactly. And that's what we were going to get into the, you know, to the, to the, you know, the other, yeah. the other reasons that we, uh, okay. So number three, I'll pull it up here. Right. I'm not clicking. 
There it is. Cognitive, cognitive information. Well, we're going to make that a little bit easier. I, uh, I like to use the word cognitive because it's the part of our brains that, that you we really... Fidu- you said fiduciary a minute ago instead of fiduciary, but... Yeah. <laughs> I can give you a hard time. Hey, the, yeah, the, the bottom it's line, not that is, the bottom line is, is I'm responsible for them making intelligent decisions. So, uh, so I, th- when a seller and a buyer are trying to make a decision on how they're going to you know, sell a home or buy a home, you know, the, the, the thing is we as real estate agents are dealing with is we're dealing with emotional decisions. And as real estate agents, that if we allow our clients to go through the entire process making emotional decisions, then it'll either take forever for them to make a decision or they'll never make one at all, which means I'm working for like a quarter an hour. I don't, I don't want to do that. But if I, can un- I, if I understand that if I insert cognitive information, which is the part of the brain that, that deci- uh, deciphers facts and figures and so on and so forth, now I've got a brain that I can take the emotional and the cognitive, and now they're ready to act. So I, I, I found out pretty quickly when I started working with Marty that a magical thing happened is that if I could get the clients to Marty, almost immediately they were ready to act. Immediately. And it didn't just happen one out of five times or one out of seven times. Lucky for me, it's happened 37 times. Lucky for me too. Lucky for him too. So being able to get my clients to Marty to get the information that they need presented in a way that they can trust allows the cognitive part of that brain and me to me to be able to get in to actually help them make the decisions that they want to make. So again, um, that's something that we sat down, of course, and kind of worked through. And um, a lot of this comes, people always ask, you know, on a partner planning meeting, which I find is something that really doesn't happen very often, um, a partner planning meeting in our industry happens almost as frequently as an annual review happens, uh, which isn't very often. Um, I had one of my loan officers told me he does annual reviews with all of his clients. And it's like, well, how do you do that? He said, well, I, I do a slide dial the month that they close every year. And I went, that's an annual voicemail. <laughs> so a partner planning session generally is lunch or a game or something like that. But that's not what we're talking about. No. How often do we meet? Um, at least once a month. Okay. And how often do we meet where we literally, you and I just sit down with notebooks, talk through Here's what went well. Here's what didn't go well. Here's where I, what, what can I do to help you? Stuff like that. How often is that meeting? Um, well, that, in, that details at least once a month. Right. But I, you and I are interacting. When it it almost started. feels like daily, but. <laughs> when we got started, how often did we Well, meet? when we first got started, it was every other, it was, it was every other week. Yeah. Or maybe so, it was even weekly to begin with. So I think, you know, when I talk to lenders, they say, you know, what do you all talk about? It's literally this stuff. You know, what, what can I do? Where are your pain points? Where? So he gives me a lot of credit for coaching. Um, it's more like a funnel. All I did is take information I learned from Todd and 
Brian and Brian and RJ and, and everybody in Elite and everything else, and Jim McMahon and Tim Broadhurst, and my first sales mastery was 2004, and he, he wanted access to it, so I would kind of funnel it through to him. But we would sit down and talk, and he would say, well, one of the problems I have is, you know, it takes people forever to decide to buy a house. You know, well, why is that? Well, I, I don't think they're really confident in what they're doing. You know, they don't know what they want. And he, he, I remember he said, I used to think it's because they didn't know what kind of house they wanted, but really it was because they didn't feel comfortable enough with their finances. Um, and every agent I talk to will kind of say that a lot of times, or most of the time, the house that somebody has in mind when they go looking for a home is never the one that they buy. It's always different. They're a lot more flexible on, on those things than they are with their money, of course, because they're scared. So we sat down and kind of developed part of the presentation years ago where we wanted to make sure that the client really knew what their numbers were, okay? So there's two numbers that really go into that. Every client wants to know how much money they have to bring to closing, all of them, and what their payment would be. And there's some other stuff, but if we're doing the 80-20 rule, that's more than 80 of it. If you can very confidently tell someone what their payment's going to be and how much they have to bring to closing and do it in a way where they know what will happen if it changes $10,000 or whatever, then they're empowered to go move and make that decision. So we track a lot of stuff in our office, and from the pre-purchase consultation to the closing with Jim's client is literally on average a month less than every other real estate agent. And the, you know, the, and, and the reason that I've seen this happen time and time again is that we as real estate agents, you know, we get so frustrated. So, well, this week we're looking at ranches, and next week we're looking at master ups, and the next week we're looking at master downs, and uh, well, now, now we're over in that county, and it's just, uh, they're all over the place. But when I started getting my clients to Marty face-to-face, -face, I, I mean, I, literally, it seems like to me, we're, we're, we're in, you say it's a month, it's more like a week or two. I mean, that's how quickly it happens. We as real estate agents think that our clients are, are, are wrapped up in, you know, the, you know what lot they're going to get or what plan or, or so on and so forth. I can guarantee you that 90% of the problems that a real estate agent has in a, in a, in a process is financial driven. It's financial driven. Their clients are not getting everything that they need to know presented in a high trust manner in order to feel confident to move forward. They also have got to have the information presented in a way that allows me as a salesperson to have the, the uh, right information from Marty that will help me to show a family how a new $500,000 house costs the same to own as a 15-year-old $400,000 house. So why are you going to settle for a 15-year-old $400,000 home and you're not buying the $500,000 because all you see is hundred grand? That's all they see. But when, they, when, but when they've met with Marty, Marty's, Marty's been able to turn that part of their brain on that it allows me now to steer. And that's why I'm able to sell home so quickly. So the next one's pretty 
self-explanatory. It's the, the number four reason is that it allows the client to prove that they're ready to buy or sell, yes. right? Mm-hmm. So one of the things that we've talked about is, is how I can help your clients that you've listed a home for. So why don't you touch on that for a second? Well, before I get into that, it's, 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 it's what, what, what Marty's alluding to is that I have boundaries with my buyers and sellers. It was uh, because of the influence that I got through him and Todd and Jim McMahon and some other people, they convinced me that I didn't have to be everything to everybody. But I could be everything to a few. But in order for me to do that, I had to start setting boundaries in my business. So one of my boundaries is, is that when I go to list a home, we have an agreement that they're going to set a meeting with Marty within 72 hours. And a lot of people go, well, 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 Jim, that's awfully demanding, isn't it? I go, well, here's the thing. If I sell the house, you're going to have to get advice from a mortgage advisor anyway, right? So why don't we go ahead and get that out of the way? But psychologically, what I have found is that because of the in-depth consultation that Marty does, 99% of my clients come out of that meeting realizing that they don't have to have that preconceived idea out of their home that they thought. You know, we, 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 you know they have preconceived ideas. Now, I can tell them, but with his help, it comes out a whole lot better and they realize, go, oh, Jim, I thought I had to have 350000 for this house in order for me to, and the truth of the matter is, guess what? You only need 300000 because that's all the market is going to pay for it anyway. I don't have any trouble with inspections. And the bottom line is, is that when they get done a meeting with Marty, they are emotionally ready to move forward. They don't get offended when they get a lowball offer. They don't get offended when they want the Batman drapes. You know, that they're, you know, that they're in their three-year-old. It's just an easy transition. So I do it from an emotional point of view. As far as the buyers go, I've come to figure out that the real profitability in real estate, and it's not different than yours, is real profitability is revenue, less expenses, plus your time equals profit. And we don't typically think about that. Well... I got to the point to where it's like, listen, you need to prove to me that you're ready to, you're ready to go on this journey. And since your financial fingerprint is going to determine what mortgage instrument you're going to use, then we're going to make an appointment with the best mortgage advisor in the, uh, in the area. And if they say, no, I don't want to do that, basically what that tells me is they're not ready to buy a house. So I don't go show homes to anybody until after they've had a consultation with Marty. That's my filter that says that they are willing to be willing and able to do business with the mortgage. Okay. And then the fifth one is it 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 technically the client now becomes our client instead of his client. And I think a lot of lenders and real estate agents don't understand how that's beneficial to you. But early on, I would say that's the first thing that you really capitalized on. 